What's going on? This is uh, Stoochcast, episode 87 here, Protector of the Inns. Uh, my name is Andy Stooch. I have a very special guest with me on today. Uh, you know him, you love him. He's a man about town. He's a worldly man. Give it up for uh, Keon Naruzzi. What's up? Hey, man. How you doing? I'm doing all right. How's, uh, how's it been? How's the life? How's, how's the things? Okay. I actually have a sty in my eye. I don't know if you can see it. A sty? What? It's like a pimple that grows on your eye, like your eyelid. Ooh. It's really shitty. I had one on my right eye, and then I transferred the germs to my left eye, so now I have one on my left eye. That's why I'm wearing these glasses. So that's where my life's at right now. So that's the theme. That's the theme. It's bad medical condition. Yeah, not doing too well, you know, physically. Mentally, I'm sharp, you know, living yeah. life, doing comedy, uh, mentally good. So that's soul good. is there. Did you watch, uh, you know, it, it, it's a question that's on everyone's mind. Did you watch uh, the Game of Thrones last night? I watched it, yeah. Yeah, what'd you, what'd you think? I didn't like it. Yeah, I felt weird. Yeah, I didn't like it. Well, I think that... To end a series like Game of Thrones, I don't think there was any chance that it was going to be good. Because what they had to do, they did, and that inevitably, you know, like, I think at the end of a series, the goal of the right, the like, creators is to, like, tie all the loose ends, you know, and, like, no more questions, because then, then you'd yeah. need more episodes. But inherently, the only reason we like this show is because of all the drama, right, and all the questions. Yeah. So ending any series is really hard. I think they probably couldn't have done it any other way. But I, I was hoping for turmoil. Like I thought, I would, I, I don't know. I can't, there's like a part of me that always hopes that like I wish a series would have the balls to end on like a horrible note. Like it's just nobody went. Like it's just everyone, everything went to shit. I, I, I don't think there's ever been. <laughs> I know that's dark, but it's like, has any series really like done that? Where it's just you know what I mean? It's always like the thing where like the good guys like prefer I'm so pissed that like Bran became the king. They didn't have they had no idea what to do with his plot line, so they're like, Alright, we're gonna make him the king. Just in one episode, like, alright, you're the king now. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't I don't know if it almost felt like he knew he was gonna be king and he just like puppeted puppeteered all the other people. He like knew the whole history of the world. Like I feel like he knew that's what's what was gonna happen. Okay. Maybe maybe that's what I guess Maybe as the right? uh, three-eyed raven. Yeah. But... He knows everything, right? Yeah. So, like, I thought he seemed, like, a little bit too chill about becoming king because it never occurred to anyone that this dude could be king, I feel like. I never, ever thought... Except Tyrion. Tyrion was the one that suggested it. Yeah, but, like, viewers-wise. Yeah. I don't think any of us were like, oh, Bran is, like, the guy yeah. who should be king. Yeah. You know, Jon Snow should have been king. How about Jon Snow going back? He's just back to... Back to the Night's Watch. So I, I was so pissed. To the Night's Watch, though. Where I mean, he went with the Wildlings. Yeah. What well, they that? they sent him there. I don't know. I think it's just, but it's like he was sent back there. Maybe he just wanted to live beyond the wall. Maybe that's just what he wanted to do. But that's so in Jon Snow's character, you know what I mean? To just I'm a, I'm a with the Night's Watch. But he, but my thing is like he's breaking. He's broken his vows. Like you know what I mean? He's broken his Night Watch vows a lot. I think he. Yeah. I think he maybe just him personally. He just aligns more with the North, like the. Beyond the wall, the wildlings. Yeah. And they just, to and another thing, they just totally went over just the thing that him being the Targaryen. That right. just totally went over everybody's head. Right. No one was like, oh shit, he's the actual guy who should be. Well, yeah, then, yeah, Varys was sending out letters, right? To everybody. So everyone. No, no, because he didn't send, because remember, they came to his door as he was writing it. And okay. He it up, remember? I thought he was writing multiple, like, ones. I think he did, but I don't know if he sent them out. Oh, okay. So maybe that's, to... okay, so maybe that's their. 
thing they could say. So only him, like the sisters. But like, all right, Jon Snow's in jail. Couldn't they have been like, oh, yo, he's actually a Targaryen? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I think Jon Snow didn't want to be king, and therefore they were like, all right, we're going to let him go out into the woods. Bran is probably the only one that can be king. The North gets to live alone. Tyrion's the hand. I also thought they were too cute. Like that whole that whole meeting where they had oh, the table, uh, the time, like, small council. Like, yeah, like, yeah, I know. It was like <laughs> I think Braun was like the big winner overall. Braun, yeah. yeah, this guy crushed it, dude. Like he could still walk. He's still able bodied. He could still he like he got lands, one. territories, you know, brothels, like everything in Braun's character. Like Braun's like the big winner, and he's not the king, so he's not somebody that like, oh, we're gonna take this guy. He's just kind of he's always he's a sellsword, and he's totally like in the yeah. background, like, huh, you know? Yeah, I just thought of something like oh, these the end people. They couldn't live. They they couldn't agree on shit, right? Like they were kept bickering and yeah. like that. Yeah, I think that's kind of symbolic of like. They killed the undead army, and then the first thing they want to do is just now go back to war, right? Then they finish this war, and now they're still thinking about all these like petty things like brothels and shit. <laughs> so I think they're trying to say like I, I don't know. I think we always get back. There's human nature. You can't avoid human nature. I think. Yeah. My favorite thing of the show is like the the level of psychology involved in each of the people. Yeah, and a lot of the characters. Yeah, like, there's like so different deep, levels. Yeah, yeah. Eight seasons of like psychology built up. To where people were like pissed off that Daenerys lit the whole city on fire, but that's probably what she would have done. Yeah, like, it's really. like I think just I think it makes sense for her to do that because it was just I think it was just how the show was going. Like she's a Targaryen, then you found out John's a Targaryen, and then they always mention how it's a flip of the coin. So there's only two Targaryens left. You know what I mean? So going by that, one's got to be crazy and one's got to be. John was the one that didn't want it. He didn't like having power. He didn't want. And then Dany just slowly kind of like. And her own advi- and like to be fair to her, like her own advisors were betraying her. People closest to her were dying. She's in like a foreign land. Cersei, like she doesn't sympathize with them. She doesn't sympathize yeah. with like what she want. She'd rather conquer. Right. And she, that's what she did. She conquered the whole time. And I think just Tyrion saw that as like, all right, she just wants to conquer forever. It's just perpetual war. It's like this just right. needs to stop now. I so. think I had a theory about Game of Thrones that those that are killed are killed because they are unable to change. You know what I mean? Like, even the early Starks, like, they weren't, they didn't learn anything. Like, they just, Ned Stark probably knew deep down, like, not to do whatever he did to go, you know, be the hand of the, what was Baratheon? Yeah, Robert Baratheon, yeah. He's dead. But, like, people like Jon Snow, Arya Stark, uh, Sansa, they had to like change and grow over the course of the thing. Yeah, they, like yeah, John did make like moves. Like they all, they've all like, especially Sansa changed as a person. She stopped being as like, yeah. I guess naive. Arya yeah. became just strong, like a greater war. And I think John just like he is like Ned Stark in that it's just in like a do-gooder. But you could see like John will like go back on a vow or a promise like here and there if it's just if it makes sense. If it's if survival. it's love, yeah, if it makes sense. But Daenerys. Yeah. Did ne- never change. Like, she was granted a lot of, like, she just wasn't exposed to a lot of, like, she was constantly winning. It's like, it's exactly. like, the two, it was like the 2000, it's, it's like the 2007 Patriots. You know what I mean? They won every game. They looked unbeatable. No one's going to stop them. Then they went to the Super Bowl. Right. And then, like, they couldn't score for, like, the first quarter. And then it just, it all went to crap for them. They and they were so used, they were, yeah, they were, 
she was so used to winning and just dumb and nobody telling her right wait you need to this is, you know, this is not like, working uh, what yeah. you did to get here isn't what's going to get you what, yeah. I think that's what it's like you have to always change and I think it's like even to use that example when you see sometimes comedians that don't do a lot of open mics including when I don't do a lot of open mics and I have a show or something I can't handle not hearing laughs like that and I kind of yeah but when I've done tons of open mics leading up to the show and I don't get laughs or anything I'm usually fine like I can because I'm used to it you yeah. get slapped in the face enough times it doesn't yeah. really feel like anything I know so like the reason I said that is you have to know what it's like to lose yeah and those characters that died did not know what it was like I don't think to fully like for them to like personally like lose personally but then again like Cersei dies and she suffered loss but she never yeah. changed I don't think I think Cersei always just gotten like I don't think Cersei ever really like changed for the better. I think she always it, her character just got darker and darker and it was just more about like her own power and control of things. It's like she, even when you know Danny was just right outside there with her armies and stuff, Cersei chose to cut that I don't even know if pronounce it Masande. Is that Masande? Masande, yeah. yeah he, he, she chose, I'm going to cut her head off, even though I'm totally outmatched there. They have a nuclear bomb on their side, <laughs> but I'm just going to cut her head off anyway. And that alone, it's just that had she not done that, it could have right. been very different. So you could have argued, but I think just overall with... That's true, man. So it's like a lot that goes into it. I mean, if you're Dany, it's just... You know, I think I think that's her story. That's her arc coming full circle. This whole time, it's like I'm not going to be that. I'm not going to be that person. I'm not going to be that person. And then at the end of the day, she became that's that person. That's yeah. what she was supposed meant to do. Yeah, but um, that was good when you brought like the open mics there in the con. Yeah, it's just when you go and you just like have like, and I've never done a show like yet. Like some, I've never gotten paid for like yeah. doing stand up yet. But it's and I know it's like I just keep going because number one, I have fun doing it. Yeah. And number two, it's just, I don't know, it's just something you feel like if you keep doing it, you can just get better at it. And then it's like, where can this take you? You know what I mean? There's so many places it could go. It's not just, right. you know, you do podcast and you meet, I've met so many cool people since doing this. Yeah. Like it's been so fun. Like people of all, I've met people that are like 20 and doing it and they're like 50 and doing it. And it's just 50, 55 to like comedy guys that like have careers in this and they're funny too. It's like, it's all like the same thing. It's weird. Yeah. Like, almost like, I feel like stand up pays it's rewarding from the start like all right you might not be famous you might not be making money but you are doing something that's really cool stand up you get if there's a crowd sometimes validation you know that feels good also yeah you're with your friends you go long enough yeah, and friends and like people yeah every single night you go there's something that can redeem the day like yeah. a shitty day like uh, it's Whether definitely like a focus. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. something. It's like if I'm bored at work all day long, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to do this. It's like sometimes when I'm just bored at work, I'll think of like something I really think is funny. It's like, oh, I can't. I gotta try this tonight. Yes. I'm gonna try staying this, and it could suck. It probably will suck, but it's just I yeah. think this is funny. I'm gonna go try it. Yeah. And then it'll suck, and then you'll be like, oh. But then you learn. But like, then it's all right. You learn that not everything is gonna be gold, but you have to get through the shit ones to get to the yeah. good ones, and then. That can be applied in all parts of life. I think that's why, like, you often hear people say that doing stand-up changed someone's life is because the principles of getting eating shit nonstop. Like, you you need to have that. I think that's everything good in my life has been really like directly related to the amount of shit I ate uh, <laughs> to, up to a point. But the thing is, yeah. with comedy, you get the benefit. Like, it, you eat shit, but like, you can also very quickly get the benefit. I know. And the the sum 
is positive. Yeah. It's not a negative sum. I feel like at this point for me, just in my, like, how long have you been doing it for? I just, on May like 8th, it's been one year. Uh, one year for you? Yeah. I've done it since like, I think, I don't remember the date, but the first time I went to a mic was in March of last year at Hambones on like a Thursday night. I was like the last guy to go up. I was horrible. I got booed. I, like, I did something where I came up with like no plan and that's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. especially at your first mic so you go up there and you say it and like it's like a minute and all of a sudden you're out of jokes and stuff to say <laughs> and then like one thing I did is I just trashed the penguins for no reason because I just <laughs> like I don't know it's kind of just I feel like just penguin fans could be like like I don't know it's, they're only there because they're really good right now I don't know it's like because they've always had superstars I said that and there's fair one guy fair, they're pretty fair Steeler fans could be like that too but it's like I don't know I feel like it's different overall whatever root for hockey whatever you want but it's just my opinion but i was trashing the penguins and i go nobody nobody really cares because it's fair weather fans but 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 it wasn't even funny it wasn't even a joke and there was like one guy in the audience he just like looked at me and he just went fuck you and then that was it that was just like scared me away from doing it wow. for like months after that and then i went back and i started doing it in like uh october yeah and i took a class and that kind of helped uh, yeah i had five i had like three four five minutes they were pretty shitty. I don't even really tell those jokes anymore. But it gave me like, you know what I mean? It gave me like a start. Something. Yeah, like that's why. Uh, it, ba- it was great. It's good. The class is good. Yeah. Do you ever take a class? I started out in Colin Chamberlain's class. Yeah, I took John. That was in May last year. I took John Knight's. That nice. was good. I took it twice. Yeah. It was yeah, good. dude. I think stand up is like, I I can point to stand up in the past year. Like the previous year, I basically was at work and shit. I was like financial analyst. And then the second year, at, the more I do stand-up, the more I do other things that are cool like stand-up, the more I realize like what things I don't want to be doing. Because there's, there's very few things in life that are as like just, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it, but maybe authentic. Like where you, you see, some people will tell you if you are not being authentic, you are not going to be appreciated here. Yeah. On stage, I'm saying. The, the audience always knows if you're being authentic, I think, on some level. So when you go to your regular life, off stage, if you are doing what you what was on stage not appreciated, you realize that now. Yeah. And so then you have to start calibrating your real life with your on stage, like, this is who I actually am versus my real life, I'm faking it. <laughs> I think I, you know. I think it's weird. I think it's funny because I'm kind of like, I kind of am like a little bit of like both. So it's like, like on stage versus real life. I just think of just the dumbest jokes, and I won't even like go through them now. But I'll just think of the dumbest jokes, and like I always, my fallbacks are always like, <laughs> it's always Steelers drinking just cheap shitty beer, just stuff like that. But I do do that in real life. You know what I mean? I drink Yingling and like Rolling Rock. So it's like, and you know what I mean? I've been doing it for years. So it's like a, it's like a character thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's like, if you have that character, it makes it funny instead of just, but some people though, they can totally like go on stage, turn on an act and they're one thing. Then they get off and they're a completely different person. I think so. I also think that maybe deep down that is who they are inside and they can only be that person on stage. Yeah. Maybe. Sometimes though, they're outrageous on stage. But like sometimes I freak out on stage. Like that's kind of something I've been doing recently. But it's not like I want to do that in real life. But <laughs> you... there's a part of me that's authentic on stage, which is that I have I'm quiet in real life. I don't like being quiet sometimes. I wanna be loud like I wanna yeah. hear have my voice being heard. Yeah. 
or like be confident enough to, to say what I want. <laughs> you, it reminds me of like, what was it? It was on like Thursday, right? You were there at um, Hamba and there's this table talking. You just looked at the table. You go, table talking? What's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> you just yeah. stopped your whole step for that. Yeah. Like, it was so funny. Like, you know, that was so funny. <laughs> it, it sometimes can be funny. Yeah. You, know, you can say something like that and be funny. And it, I think, but in real life, I would never ever stand up for myself in real life. Yeah. Like I would, um, but I want to, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I might not say Seems it like mean. that, but yeah. I, I want to stand up for myself in real life. So once you stand up for yourself on stage where it's allowed, you then say like, wait, am I doing that in my real life? Yeah. If you're not, you got to, for me at least, I want to make sure that those themes are carried out yeah. during my whole day, not just at night. Uh, so you've done shows and stuff? I've done a handful of shows. I wouldn't yeah. say I like more enough that I don't remember the number of them, but not enough to be like, I, I remember each one of them, but I don't remember like the number. Yeah. It's like when you, when you like, I guess there, there's a moment in where you've had enough like partners, not sexually, but like, <laughs> not like a uh, sex, but you, like, I remember in high school, there was, I had gone from like not kissing any girls to like, now I don't actually remember how many girls I've kissed like late in college, you know? That's maybe a weird analogy. Smooth Keanu Ruzi, yeah. No, yeah. I, I'm, it took a while for that to happen. It took a long time to get to that point. <laughs> Smooth like butter Keanu <laughs> Yeah, man. But uh, stand up, dude. Glad that you're doing it. Yeah, I like it. I, need, I still need to do like a show. Like, I don't know. Like, do, is it 10 minutes? Like, what do they give you for these? Like, when the it's a sh- an official show? Like The first shows are going to be five. Okay, that you get. They'll give you five. It's basically okay. open mic, but way better crowd. Okay, so that's nice. All right. Yeah. All right, so I, yeah, I'll just dive in. Because I think I could do, at this point, like I could do a solid five, four to five. Yeah. I think at this point, like it could be all right. Like I have enough stuff where it's at. To me now, it's like I'm trying to get to 10. And that's just a whole nother like, Jesus. It's like, ten. how do you get to 10? You know? I, get to 10, 10. I think you get to, I'm at, I have like, I had five for a while and I, now I have like a new five I don't use that original five the five was decent five now is pretty it's I like it better still decent not crazy maybe like five to six yeah but I think to get to ten I think it's hard to get to ten because a lot a lot of times the, the better you get the you don't like your old jokes anymore so you throw those away so then like five of the ten that you were halfway there yeah. actually once you make the new five to have ten you don't like the old five yeah so you're back to five which is not a problem I think I think honestly for me, like, I used to be focused on not minutes. Now I think it's just like, I want to get good at writing jokes. Yeah. I want the time between when I think of something and when it becomes good on stage to get really short. Because then you can have quality. Yeah. So. I know, one-liners are like, I feel like one-liners, I'm good. It's, it's tough for me, like, I'm trying to do like story, like tell a story. And that's like super hard to do. Tell a funny story. Yeah, I also wanted to do yeah. that, and then I realized that stories are inherently. Hard. It's like something you gotta live. What? It's like almost something you have to live. Yes, but like also a ridiculous story. Yeah, and just stories itself aren't funny. But it, on stand up, you know, stories. I used to write a lot, of, tell a lot of stories on stage, and then no, it wasn't funny. But they were funny, like, but they weren't getting laughs. Okay. And the reason is because there were no jokes. Yeah. Like, plot isn't funny, you know. Yeah. Jokes are funny. And stories don't inherently have jokes. That's true. Punchlines, you know? So, yeah. But that's why I think, 
forget about stories. Just create, pun- like, learn how to write punchlines. Oh, yeah. That's, why, that's one thing I got to do. Yeah. Like, there's a difference between, I, I realize, like, there's a difference between funny lines and punchlines. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if I know the full difference yet until I see it, but I think it's getting there. Yeah. I'll say this. I think, like, I'm definitely better since I started trying to get there. I'm trying to, like, do new stuff. It's like, I have, like, a bunch of stuff that I'm probably going to do tonight that's mostly new. Yeah. And just fuck around and just tell it. And then, um, whereas before, sometimes you're holding on to stuff and you're telling the same jokes for, like, a month, month and a half, and then you're like, one minute. But it's, like, it's kind of just... I guess going through it trying to work it out sometimes you get like sometimes you're just not funny you get writer's block or whatever you can't do it but um I have Seinfeld on right now and I was thinking you know like Jerry Seinfeld only has like three stand-up specials ever yeah he had like one in the late 80s and then he had one in like 97, 98 right after Seinfeld ended and then he had one for the last time was that that one yeah and then he had like Jerry before Seinfeld yeah did you watch those I watched Jerry before Seinfeld I've seen most of the 90s one just because of from YouTube clips yeah I've seen like some of that 90s one and then I watched have you seen Comedian the documentary I've heard of it dude, yeah I've heard about it that. that one's on Netflix dude that one he had you, you can like see him making his late 90s after Seinfeld special yeah freaking amazing but yeah at least yeah it's, it's like that dude's a lot I know he had the TV show and everything but you know what I mean it's just he's officially him doing material it's just three specials yeah, you know what I mean sometimes yeah. all it takes is like one you know and that's what's crazy about it and some guys do like multiple like Doug Stanhope I think has done like 10 specials or yeah. like George Carlin did like 15 something crazy yeah like Louie had a new hour yeah like it's every two yeah that's nuts I don't know how Jerry you he also says that he doesn't throw away material like he'll keep joke. he keeps working on it 16 years and he'll keep touring, and people will come back. I think to see the same Sick. joke. Yeah. He it's also is Jerry. different because he made like, he still is making like millions off of his show. Yeah. So he doesn't need to have an audience every single weekend, like to pay for him to see him, and for him to come back next year and get those same people to pay for. They won't pay for the same act. They need a new act to watch, right? So he doesn't need that. So I think you might not want to compare. Us to Jerry. Yeah, I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, it's just like yeah. it's just neat to see. Like some guys are just like different. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. Jerry's definitely like there's the no show. like number. Like, you don't need yeah, anything. exactly. That's yeah. what I like about stand Like there's no rules. Like you don't need anything. Yeah, yeah that's super fun. I'm trying to think what else we got here. Uh, what do we got? Garth Brooks. What do you feel about Garth Brooks? He's coming he, here. He right? was. He was here. He, he was here just over the weekend. Yeah. Dude, I biggest I, concert ever. I Pittsburgh. thought he was this old guy. Like <laughs> I just don't get. It. I'll tell you this. I've never heard like other than low places, which I heard in Tequila Cowboy one time. I was there. I can't name. I can't name you another Garth Brooks song. That's what. That's what boggles my mind. And I looked this guy up. Yeah. He's like the second best-selling artist. Yeah, in the United what, States. What, what is, why He's ahead of like the Rolling Stones and like Michael Jackson and Madonna. All these people just blows them out of the way. And he's like second to the Beatles. And I think he has, I just read this. It just boggles my mind. He has the most like diamond albums. He has, he's had seven albums that sold 10 million or more copies. That's the most ever. And I just don't get that. Like, I more than the Beatles? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, really? I don't know how. Like, yeah. Yeah, I guess he's like sold out PPGs seven, eight times. I don't know. I, like, I just, I don't, I can't name a song. That's the thing. I don't Maybe know he's any just Garth Brooks songs. Yeah, 
Well, unless I've heard them and I just don't know it's him. I've never heard him on like, you know, Bob FM or like 99.7. You know what I mean? Like classic state. I've never heard him on maybe a country station they play on, but it's like every time I turn on a country. Like I know more Johnny Cash and like Willie Nelson. So they're, they're country legends, but they haven't sold nearly as many tickets or out. I just don't. You know what I mean? I just yeah. don't get it. Is, he, is his music good? I don't know. Like it's just like... Something, man. <laughs> you struck, you struck a chord somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say I don't really give a shit about him. I don't know what his music is. I just know he's really popular. You know, what's your favorite like music right now that you're listening to? Yeah, right now, uh, I like Flying Lotus. You know who that is? You like a producer? He's a producer. Yeah. I've heard of him. Flying Lotus. Do you know Thunder? EDM? Is he an e- is Flying Lotus EDM? I think I may have seen him at a festival once. They call him IDM, like intelligence dance, intelligent dance music. Okay. So IDM. it's dance music that you wouldn't like necessarily go to a club to hear. No. But you can hear it. It's like jazz, electronic jazz. All right. I think. He's coming September. To yeah. Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. There's a lot of like concerts I need to go to. I know like well, so he's IDM, but I know EDM is pretty huge at the moment. It's like what everybody listens uh-huh. to. Uh huh. I saw Major Lazer, I think, at Bonnaroo one year. And I was just, like, walking by when Major Lazer was, like, there. And they were just playing the hits. It was a good old time. I'm trying to think who else was really good live. I've seen Bass Nectar. Yeah. That was insane. I used to be real into EDM. Like, I went to uh, Izu in New York City. But then... I, I know, like, what's, like, the like thing? It's, like, EDC. It's, like... Yeah, I know EDC's big in, like, Miami. Like, that's yeah, huge. It was just, like, a music festival. It was in New York City... Crazy, like all day, amazing. But I don't know. I just I like Deep House now. Like that is, okay. as far as EDM, like Disclosure and others like Disclosure. I don't like the whole like. I like to hear the song if I'm like chilling. Also, I don't, okay. A lot of these songs that are like house. You gotta be like fucked up at a club. You can't <laughs> just like chill and listen to Swedish House Mafia. You know. Like, <laughs> yeah. But Disclosure, yeah. you can kind of any time of the day you can listen to this, these guys. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm just all right. I got I got a couple questions here. Sure. Just I got two hard boiling cr- questions. You know, co- core's hard, cold, cold hard facts. Well, that's that's like copyright, but whatever. But um, Keon, uh, when you go to uh, the grocery store, all right, are you a paper or plastic kind of guy when you get? You know what I mean? You get the paper or the plastic bag. If they ask. Yeah, whatever. It's just what's you know. I always, I mean, I, I get paid plastic unless I'm at Trader Joe's. I don't think they do plastic. Okay. Right. Yeah. But or all these. All these. I don't think all these do it either. All these doesn't have bags. Yeah, they don't. If I'm <laughs> asked paper or plastic, I'll take plastic. Okay. Sometimes I like. Sometimes I like a strong like. You take the paper and you put it in the plastic combo. Okay. That's strong. But the plastic. That's like the third option. Plastic, put it in the paper. No, you take the paper bag, you put it in the plastic bag, and then you can put smaller. But in Giant Eagle, dude, when I I used to be a professional bagger there back in college, I know how this game works. It 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 was it was very efficient. You could put like your milk, your eggs. It was all nice and tight. It was good. It was double extra like protection because you didn't have to carry it. By the paper, you could hold it by the bag handles, right, 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 but right, it was right. still secure within the paper. Okay. You could yeah. put like you know any kind of fruits or veggies in there; it'd be like solid. Because some people don't like their structure. Yeah, people don't like their veggies touching the plastic. 
Oh, really? I guess. Like, the paper, I guess they're a bigger fan of. Ah, this is, this is Market District. These people, you know, they just go shopping all day. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, I used to go to that uh, grocery store on the way home from work. The one in uh, Robinson? Yeah, too expensive. I liked, I worked at that one. It was a nice one. It was good. I probably saw, I mean, would you work like when I would go? I'd work, I'd, I, when I was in college, I'd work there Saturday and Sunday. All right. I, I, I wouldn't go Saturday, Sunday. All right. Then I got one more burning question. Let's do it. What is before it? Before this is over, because you know, we got stuff to do. Uh, cats or dogs? Dogs, 100%. Okay. Do you, you own a dog? You have I a dog? I had one 15 years. He died of testicular cancer. We didn't neuter him. Okay. Shih Tzu, I would never get another dog. Other than a Shih Tzu, I have uh, very strong feelings towards this. I think they're the best dog. I think they're the cutest dog. I think getting another dog almost would be uh, it's pointless. Like, uh, there's no... Yeah. Other dogs just aren't cute. Why would you want a big dog, for example? Uh, big dogs. For what reason? That's a lot of work. That's like... They, for example... A little puppy. Nothing beats a little puppy. Puppy can come right here. Sit next to I know. The, right pup, the puppy... Yeah, my dog, Murphy, could sit right here. What kind of Probably dog make him... Murphy's like a uh, Dodson miniature pincher so mix. A dog. That's a good dog. It's a dog. You know? He's getting old. He's big dog. We think he might be... We, we got him in 2012 from a shelter in West Virginia. He said he was five years oh, old. Okay. We think he's older. So now he could be... He could be like well, 13, 14, we think. Yeah, man. He's getting gray everywhere. Starting to get white. It's kind of... And he's like slowed down, you know what I mean? He start, you start to slow, your dog starts to slow down. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not as, but he's still yeah. like that, but he's just moved slower. I remember just back in the day, he would just, he would just start running laps for no reason in the house. Just mm-hmm. like going crazy now, he doesn't do that as much anymore. A lot of also these dogs like shouldn't exist. They like have health problems and yeah, like uh, I, I thought about like pugs, for example. Cute animal, right? But they are actually the worst dog like they they can't move they can't breathe <laughs> so why would you have one of these dogs yeah because they're only they're only they need to be inside and not move but that's like a horrible life for a dog i feel like dog need to be outside the whole dog industry i think is actually backwards because we wouldn't just keep making macbook pros if if it meant you had to, like the whole thing is like uh they take the dog away from their mom and they make too many to, to have, and then they kill them if they don't get sold. And then also, dogs aren't supposed to be owned by, they're like, they're, they're animals. They should be in the wild, right? Yeah. I know that now they, they can't, like, now we can't just take a dog and put it in the wild and survive. It won't, that won't happen. But, like, I think a lot of dogs don't get, have anxiety. Like, they have medications for dogs, diabetes, yeah, dogs, cancer. Dogs like, do like my dog had cancer. Dogs do a lot of health problems a lot, but they, they're human problems they're human yeah. diseases these are not diseases that would happen and you, it makes sense when you think my dog we, we couldn't we, none of us were home it was inside all day it had to wait for food we took it out twice a day yeah this dog is literally meant to be outside in the wild thousands of years ago yeah I think I, we, humans killed their dogs do you think probably probably if the dog were to just live out in nature would even would dogs on average even be close to like living as long as they do with humans you know what I mean when they're just not now. domesticated in a house fed every day taken out I feel like dogs live way longer than they used to you know what I mean but at the same time as you were saying a lot of medical problems now with 
I think dogs dogs live, and just how they breed them and stuff like that. Yeah, dogs like humans live longer, but the quality of the life quality of life probably is not as as high as before. Very fair, especially with the food. I don't know what is in a lot of food, and that's honestly frightening. I just get nervous when I think about like what is in my food, and that is probably a discussion for another. Our time. food or dog food? Just both. our food and both. both. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, like we feed our dog. There's documentaries on this. Like drinking milk. Like I'm kind of just like. Should I really be drinking milk? But it's like, I like to drink milk, but I'm like, should I really be doing this? I think that's a good... I, I'm like wondering. It's controversial, now. but I think if, if in, in theory, like drinking, we're the only species that drinks the milk of another animal. Also, we're the only species that drinks milk past baby, like in yeah. infancy. Like we're, the reason we drink milk is to grow faster. Is that hormones in it? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's bizarre. Yeah. I see. And I just don't like thinking about it. At the end of the day, I, I just do the illogical thing and just, you know, I, I'm going to drink my milk, <laughs> eat some meat, and go to bed. Like, I just, because that, yeah. that's just what I've always done. But that may not be the healthiest thing. And I may reconsider it someday. But yeah. I don't know. Depends. Yeah. Cool. Right, I think that's good. I think we. Think good, are you know. plugging? You plug in? I think I know. I think I know. Yeah. But I'm plug, plug, you plug in anything? Plug I stuff. Plug, yes. We, I, uh, among a few other people, are launching. Do you know about my house shows by any chance? I, have, I do. I've seen photos. Yeah. So we had two shows. Of, I had two shows at my house. Some I had friends perform everything. And we took one. The last one was actually in Lawrenceville at Civilization Pittsburgh. I know the owner of that. Nick really? Rizzo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I, I know do. him. Yes. Awesome. Also, so now we've gotten a lot of great feedback on the shows, and we're going to be launching like a straight up like some brand around our shows, as well as we're going to try and release some content. But if you are interested in Friday night shows, alternative to going out to the bars, let's say Tequila Cowboys getting a little bit boring, which for me it very quickly did. I got kicked out of there twice one night. Yeah, you know, I don't know. A lot of the Friday nights were just for me. It I, just and it wasn't fun. Like looking back on it, it was just so it, it's so loud and you're just it's miserable. That all the beers, Bud Light is like five bucks five when you're buying. You got to tip them. No, I'm hammered. I, like the bouncers just want to kick somebody out. I got back in, which was funny, but you're just disoriented. It's not. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of Friday nights are spent doing things that we think we need to be doing, and. My goal is to provide a Friday night alternative that's fun. The dr- drinking is not the primary thing, although you can drink if you want and you will yeah, enjoy I yourself. Will. I will. Yeah. Um, but if you want to do that Friday night, keep it, keep, if you want to keep uh, get updates on when we have shows, visit ypbootcamp.com and send your, put your email in there and we'll send you updates. I'll plug that. I'll put that in the description for this podcast. Um, you got the show notes. I'll put it right in the notes. I put the email for like you know questions. I always tag that. I tag my Twitter. I tag my Good. Instagram sometimes. I, I never post on Instagram. I probably should though. I just post bizarre observations that I have. Yeah, awesome man. I need to start posting more. Like if I find something goofy, I need to take a photo of it and post it, and then give it a filter. Yeah, and then post it. I think comedians are not very good at social media on average. Like some of the really good comedians have like two thousand followers. Yeah, if when, you have good social media. Yeah, I think it obviously it doesn't hurt to have good social media. That's social true. Media, right? you got a hash pound. I need like a saying that I can hashtag. Yeah, but then a lot of there's a stigma like if you have social media content that you're like not a real comedian. I don't know how I feel about it yet. I think you can water down your comedy by putting out too much content. But I think it's having content that brings people to your 
shit, your shows. Yeah. That can't ever be bad. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start doing it more. I do it on my Twitter all the time, but... Twitter's I a need, big one. I think I a lot of comedians have good Twitter followings. I need Instagram to I need good. to boost it on Instagram a little bit more. I need more bizarre. I need to get out there and travel and take more photos. So I got to get out a Dodge this summer. Got to you know, visit you know, things. Uh, a lot of the things in my own apartment, you, I could I could take photos of that. It's just, you know what I find so about photos is a lot of times we think we need to take pictures of things that are already interesting instead of taking making things that seem uninteresting look interesting. That's true. Which is what comedians do with with jokes I do that with my I did that on one photo I had like a bunch of coffee cups from work and they just I, when I threw them away there'd be like four or five of them like piled up in there and I just had some stupid saying about them yeah and people liked it they thought it was funny so. good alright that's it thank you Andy the Stooge cast yeah no problem plug it away I'm gonna try to get a guest every week that's what that's what the new goal is now that I'm out of the basement and uh, on my own sort of so good yeah Congrats. Keon, thanks for stopping by. Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me. All right.